Thanks for downloading this episode of On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. To subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. My guest today is Chloe Rado. She is with Sedexo Careers. She manages the, brand, the employer brand, and um, we're going to have a talk with her today about best practices for social media recruiting. Chloe, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for having me. It's exciting to be here. Now, you guys are a giant company. I know I used to do uh, work with the Marine Corps, and when we got lunch, it was from you guys. I mean, so, I mean imagine... Give us just a little overview of Sodexo. Sure. Well, um, we are the 20th largest employer in the world, but we are probably also one of the largest brands that most people don't know about. So that's, you know, that's a brand image that we're constantly trying to overcome, and, and through using social media, we're trying to explain to our audiences, both our um, consumers and also our potential employees, about who we are and what we do. So food service is, you know, certainly a, an area that we excel in. It is the bread and butter of our organization. But we have, um, we have extended our services across many other lines. Like, for example, we are also the largest private employer of dietitians, um, housekeeping, environmental services professionals, energy management, and facilities management is also a very large growing sector for us, too. So, now, what's um, interesting is... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead and finish. No, go ahead. So what's interesting is you guys are like a big, you're, a, you're sort of a real-world company. You know, you're providing all this labor to all these different companies and industries. And, um, you know, it's not necessarily the type of company you'd think of as, you know, being a first mover in social. But in my research around the use of, social media for recruiting and social media for HR, you guys keep coming up as sort of the, the case study to profile. So walk us through the history and origins of social media at the company. You know, what were some of the challenges? How were they overcome? And tell us a little bit about your background and what you do there specifically. Sure. So I think um, it's important to start about who I am and a little bit about my background, and then I can dive into the history. So I've actually been with Sodexo now for just about a year and a half, and my uh, my pet name at the company is the voice of Sodexo Careers because I do a lot of social media management. So I manage our social media properties for recruitment, and I also write for our careers blog. And just being a brand manager, I, I help the organization and specifically the talent acquisition department to help um, communicate what it's really like to work for us as an organization. So that equates to the, you know, the employment brand, not just who we are and the services that we offer, um, but, you know, what it's really like for us, what it's like to be a dietitian, what it's like to be a facilities management professional, and the different types of environments that we offer. You know, you mentioned marine bases, so military, um, schools, education, corporate services. So we have a variety of environments as well. And um, I guess like the history behind it is our um, this recruitment marketing, the role that I hold in the small department, uh, the mini department within the talent acquisition department, um, really helps support our overall 
goals and initiatives for when it comes down to recruitment of employees. We have about 20,000 applications a month, so we have very high volume of candidates coming through, but, you know, we want to make sure that those are the qualified candidates. We also want to make sure that, you know, we're targeting the people that we need, that A-level talent, in order to provide best services to our clients and then in turn our customers. So a little bit of history, uh, when we built our talent acquisition department, we're about 100 people right now, and we're actually a hundred, almost 100% virtual environment. And I think that's important to note because you, you might hear my dog barking here in the background because of that. Um, but it's, you know, we're really proud. We're really proud to have um, the virtual opportunity, and it really does encourage a lot of innovation, and we're very engaged with one another, and oftentimes organizations really question if that's possible, and I think the validation of that recently came with a huge award announcement we had by ERE being named the number one recruitment department of the year. So um, it certainly makes me proud that our, our, our whole team, all of our hard efforts um, are being recognized in social recruiting, in recruitment in general for organization. Um, so when, you know, when we created our department, aside from being an innovative and a very collaborative and engaging department, we also are embracing other missions and values of our organization like um, technology and not being afraid to try new things. So being afraid to try new things, that kind of what social was when it first came out. Like, let's dip our toe in the water. Let's see if this can bring us the results that we're looking for. So social became the equation, part of the of our recruiting equation back in 2007, and it really was, was there to help develop deeper relationships with our talent community. So, you know, whether, you know, rather than rely on job boards and phone calls and email, emails, our talent acquisition team, they work really, really hard to harness the power of social media by reaching out to the candidates on the platforms that they prefer to use. So we're providing them with more information about, yes, our company and our culture and what it's like for work, you know, work to work for us. But, you know, to this day, you know, Fast forward, 2013, you know, this is still one of our key business objectives is we're, you know, to use social and to expand that and to harness and leverage social act or uh, mobile access because we want to, you know, expand and be able to feed our talent community what they're looking for. We have a community for a reason, and we want to make sure they, they stay with us and, you know, eventually equate those quality hires into employees. So, you know, another thing I think that social has helped us do um, you know, early on was connect and pipe, pipeline with talent very early on, you know, even before they're even thinking about a career change or a career move. So, you know, essentially, you know, the history what, that we're seeing is that social opens up the lines of communications for candidates, and it helps them determine if, you know, we are a good fit for them. So when you think about the history uh, social at Sodexo, would you characterize it as being driven from the top of the company? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Our VP of, of our department, Ari Ball, is very active on social and um, is very up on a lot of the new trends and, and speaking and utilizing the trends. So, for example, you're hearing a lot of great information and actually kind of scary stats about mobile, like more people have access to mobiles than they do toothbrushes. Isn't that crazy? 
Um, so, you know, with stats like that, Ari, you know, wanted to develop and have our team really leverage that. Like, how can we equate that to, um, to recruitment? So, you know, in response to that, we developed a very comprehensive mobile strategy to engage with candidates and our employees, too. So I can talk about our mobile jobs app, too, because that certainly, you know, weaves into our social media as well, because, of course, social is a great vehicle to drive traffic to um, a lot of your, you know, your digital properties and even to, you know, mobile apps if you have them. Yeah, I, so I downloaded the mobile app, and I've been playing around with that. Talk to us a little bit about uh, how that's going for you and what kind of uh, response and feedback you're getting from that. Sure. So the mobile app, um, it's, we're actually one of the first companies to develop a, this, it's a jobs app where both candidates and employees can search for and apply for jobs right from their mobile, but also where they can have access to recruiting or to, um, to our recruiters via social media and also access to our other mobile careers property. So it's kind of like an anytime, anywhere place. It's a great way with our job alerts to keep in touch, like on the spot when you know the new job has posted. So as long as you have a profile in our career center, you can certainly um, apply for jobs, you know, right from your mobile device. So when we launched our mobile app in February of last year, we made it available for iPhone, iPad, Android, and recently this, this past February we launched it for BlackBerry. We've seen a 233% increase in visits to our mobile site and then more than 1.5 million page views in 2012. So that's pretty astonishing that just that we're, we're knowing our career pages are being accessed from mobile um, at that you know, staggering rate. And then to date, I think I just pulled the numbers just pa- this past week, we've had 15,000 downloads for our app and we're showing 107 hires, and 53% of those were internal candidates. So it really does go to show that our mobile app really does help with internal mobility. And I think another thing that we've noticed, um, you know, with with the mobile app is that it's also a great um, a great tool for for reaching minorities. 29% of those hires were minorities who used the mobile app to find a job with us, and 27% of them were female. So it's interesting to analyze and look at these numbers and compare them to, you know, prior to having mobile access and prior to having our mobile app to see to see this because it does help with our commitments to diversity and inclusion for Sodexo as a company. So when I look at the app, I see, you know, there's the job search where I can use the GPS on my phone to find, you know, jobs 100 miles radius from where I am. But then there's also a section in there that uh, allows me to see what you guys are doing in social on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. There's um, links to the blog posts that you've written. When you look at the usage on the app, do you find most of the usage uh, in any of these areas? Are most people using it to uh, find jobs and then apply for jobs, or are more people using it for social? You know, it, that's, a, that's a great question, and we actually asked our most recent hires from fiscal year 2012, um, are they using the mobile app? And when we did the survey, since we launched it halfway through our fiscal year, um, so not all the candidates that were hired even probably had access to the, the app, we noticed that um, the majority of them are looking at the app to search and apply. So it is becoming one of the most social sites that they are um, using to help prepare for interviews or search for jobs. 
Um, and, you know, connected to that in general, on that same survey, we asked, um, you know, are you using, what social spaces, you know, aside from the app you're using to help for, you know, to get, not, to guide you through our interview process? And 40, 46% of all hires said that they're using one or more social spaces. So, you know, we broke that down to internal and external, but um, that basically equates to our careers blog seems to be um, leading the pack as one of the most helpful, uh, most read social sites. Um, and that's uh, sedexousacareersblog.com, and I'm actually one of the main contributors for the careers blog. So I think... Um, you know, that kind of validates where I should, you know, be spending a lot of my time when I'm thinking about our social strategy because you can publish your information on your career's blog and then, of course, use your other social sites to help extend that reach. So push the content out via your, your Facebook page or via your LinkedIn group, which is going to have, you know, a slightly different type of audience. Some of our, um, our other most yep. used sites were uh, we have discipline-specific microsites, and those are being used. Um, we're seeing a huge increase in, in the amount of people that use those, as well as um, as LinkedIn too. So LinkedIn is definitely up on up on the marker there. Now, when I look at maybe this is just around me, but I'm looking in Los Angeles at jobs on the um, app right now, and I'll actually have a, a screenshot to this um, uh, page that I'm looking at of job results uh, on the show notes, and I can see maybe it's just me, but you would know. Um, most of the jobs I see look like they're management jobs. Now, I'm, you know, sorting by management. When I sort by hourly, I get nothing. Um, can, you, you said that, you know, the, the app has been very effective for recruiting um, uh, minorities and for women. Um, could you make any uh, generalizations about whether or not the app is more effective for recruiting um, entry-level or hourly employees versus management employees? Yes, I, I have a kind of an easy answer for that. Um, our talent acquisition team supports uh, hiring of management employees, so that kind of answers it right there. If you do try to search for hourly, you will be taken out to um, another site that lists our, our, our hourly or our frontline positions. So that's not something I'm directly re- our, our department's directly responsible for recruiting. Now, one interesting thing, you know, you're obviously in charge of the, the recruiting brand or Sodexo, you said recruitment marketing, but your background is not HR, right? You're not a recruiter. Tell us about that your background. Correct. Yeah, so you're, you were in advertising, right? Correct. I wasn't advertising. Um, I wasn't recruitment marketing, employment branding. So while I'm, um, I'm not an HR practitioner, I am a SHRM holder. I'm a, I'm a SHRM card holder, so that's important to note. But I've been around um, the this HR and staffing industry for you know since since about 2000. So the advertising agency was Rada Advertising, and it was our family business, and it was an employment marketing business. So I was working with employers of all sizes to help develop their branding and help their clients and help our clients attract and source candidates. So I have a direct background in this type of marketing that we're using to market and, you know, employment experience versus products and services. So when I was hired, I bring that level of experience to our department to, to help manage the brand and make sure that our messages are on target and reaching the right people. 
And then when, you know, social also kind of plays into that as well. So when I was at the advertising agency, we were were at the very early stages of developing social strategy. Um, What does it mean to be out there on social? How do you do it? So, you know, I come with, you know, more than 13-plus years of experience doing that into Sodexo. So when you look at employment branding as a discipline and you take that on to social media, what are some of the modifications or what are some of the things you need to be sensitive to to be effective with employment branding in social media? Sure. I think, you know, a lot of the same rules apply for employment branding, you know, recruitment marketing, as it does for consumer branding. And you'll see a lot of the trends trickle down in employment branding from um, from consumer marketing. So um, when – I think your content has to be more geared toward career advancement, um, showcasing employee day-in-the-life stories, for example, um, career tips, advice. So I think it's what you have, your mind shift is, is about what can you offer the candidate or employee to help them in their career path or career advancement or career advancement. So you'll notice if you go to our pages, we talk a lot about, um, you know, we have a page of hiring events where we're going to be. We put out little shout-outs to what college we're visiting. In fact, our team is coming to Chicago, where I'm from, for the National Restaurant Association, and we're hosting a reception for students. So I put a little tweet and a Facebook um, post out there today about we're excited to come to Chicago. Um, So that type of thing is going to, you know, be very specific to those interested in, in working for Sodexo. Um, I also think, you know, there's a lot. We have tons of information. In fact, we actually just rebranded and relaunched our career site last Monday, so that gives me a whole boatload of new content to share on social. So all of our pages about our hiring process, um, frequently asked questions about how to get a job with Sodexo, our videos, um, so all those pages offer up specific career-related content. Um, and then, you know, in terms of, you know, being a social media manager, I think there's some rules that apply. And, you know, I do have some advice to those who, you know, are looking into what does it take to su- successfully manage your social media and social properties. And, you know, this is, again, taken from some of the best practices I've seen from consumer Marketing, and that's, you know, respond to your posts when you're, respond to your candidates or your posts in a timely manner. So we try to do that between about 36 and 48 hours. I think what I'm finding is candidates, they're, they're reaching out to you because they just want to be heard and they want to know that somebody's listening and somebody's responding and that it's just not an automated page pushing out jobs or contents so that there's actually somebody behind the green screen responding. And that's actually something that I do. When I get a question specifically about a job that a candidate has applied to, I'll triage that question to one of our recruiters and have them chime in. We're very visible and transparent on social media um, to encourage that level of engagement. And I think another, um, you know, a best practice would be to, you know, provide value and be authentic. You know, I talked about feeding our talent community. They're here for a reason, so we want to give them the information that we're looking for. And one of the ways that I found out what they're looking for is that I asked them. I simply came out and asked them, you're here, you're part of this community, what are you looking for? And I actually did that in the form of a, uh, a poll on LinkedIn. 
And then, of course, when I got the answers, I crafted it into a nice little blog post, posted it on our blog, and then redistributed that through social. So I think you can start to see how things are reciprocal and how um, all these all these properties are interconnected, and it's really driving traffic to those you know Sodexo owned properties. So you know, pushing out jobs shouldn't be your only type of communication. So again, offering tips on jobs, those frequently asked questions, even relevant industry news is really good too. And that doesn't have to you know reside on your company webpage, but if there's something relevant or a new trend or stat that you're seeing, go ahead and share that with your community. And then I now, think the last... Go ahead, the last... The last uh... Yeah, the la- I think the last best practice is, you know, build your content with social in mind. And what I mean by that, this is actually probably one of the most important. And because of sites like Google Plus and Pinterest, and even like the new Facebook news feed, visual content is more important than ever. So use content that's original to to you know to your organization and that's going to support the news you're sharing because you know stock photos just they're not going to cut it anymore and actually you know with a copyright um, copywriting out there that's you know you're, you could be putting yourself up for um, a major some major failure there you, you mentioned that um, in an effort to provide a response to candidates you triage with recruiters now, given the number of new hires that you guys make monthly, I could see how at some point, I mean, pretty quickly, you would be overwhelmed going head-to-head with everybody who's got a question. So how do you scale that effort? Well, there's, it's, it's virtually impossible to respond to every single applicant that comes through our ATS. So we, we use our social platforms to provide answers to a lot of the frequently asked questions. Okay, so that's one of the things that we're doing. And um, I have a small team that helps me monitor. We, you know, we set up Google alerts and we use different monitoring tools to help us be aware of what, you know, what the communication is, how do we respond to it. Um, a lot of it is a lot of the same questions being asked over and over again. And, um, you know, it does really take an army to, to manage your social media, especially when you're, you know, you're, you're growing your fan base and you're, you're getting more connections. So it really just comes down to being able to, um, you know, I think one thing is to set the rules straight and, you know, put your foot, you know, put, put those rules out there on your social platform about what can they expect when they join. LinkedIn Groups has a really good, um, they actually have group rules, a new section that you can add. Not a new, but it's a section in a, when you develop a group, when you start a group. You can put some rules in there. So share with your community, hey, what are the rules for engagement on this platform? Let them know, hey, we're going to try and respond between 36 and 48 hours. Maybe give them tips um, to you know, an area where some frequently asked questions are. Um, so, again, it's, you know, I think it, it also, you know, rely on the recruiters, too. They're the ones that are they're talking to the candidates, um, and they have, you know, a lot of really good advice, and maybe they can provide some new status updates via the social channels, too. Are they doing that, or is everything going to be filtered through you? Nope. They are, they are definitely very, very visible and very social, too. 
so um, I encourage I encourage all our recruiters to um, to respond so they can have their own voice. It's also a great way for for them to um, you know to build their own personal brand. So you know, social, we're using social media in so many different ways to communicate. Um, but also, we have to remember it's also a really good way to build your own personal brand um, as well as a professional, as an expert in staffing, as for my instance, an expert in recruitment marketing and, and employment branding. And um, you know, I get there's a lot of questions come out of organizations like, how do I get my team to start you know, using social, or you know, they're not comfortable, they need some training. Is there is there a quick and easy way they can get set up on social? So um, our team is pretty active on social as it is, but oftentimes, um, you know, they they're back to back recruiting. Um, they're on back to back calls. They're screening candidates. So we were we were looking at ways to make the process of delivering content to them so that they can share really easy and streamlined. And we actually found it with a company called Q Social. It's a it's a new startup company. They're based here in Chicago. And we have partnered with them to help actually amplify our social media efforts. So what it is, it's a platform that I use as a community manager. I set, set up my content in there. And as a user, they log into this platform. They link up their social accounts. And when I actually push content to them, they receive new content in the form of either a simple email that they share with one click or a text message, and it helps them distribute career-related and recruitment-related content that I am delivering. So it helps them be a better brand ambassador, gives them more visibility, and our message gets, you know, is able to reach far more many people leveraging their networks versus just our career, Sodexo Careers networks. So we're about six weeks into this whole Q social platform, and um, I just looked at the numbers just earlier today. We've shared more than, um, gosh, we're almost, I don't know how many, we've shared about more than 200,000 pieces of articles combined in our social platform. So just the power of, of using our recruiters' networks and leveraging that to, ex, you know, to, to push forth our, our message is just, is just amazing to me. Um, it's interesting, interesting to know, uh, you know, you could see obviously how, how a platform like that would make it easier for you to communicate through the recruiters to their networks. It'd be interesting to know what the impact has been on engagement, how many of those are actually conversations, and how many of them are just, you know, pushing out content. Right, exactly, and that you know that's that is a difficult thing to monitor. Um, the the platform actually has a gaming feature in there, so recruiters are being rewarded for their social activity with points. So we have a little internal contest going on to for uh, to see who's up on the leaderboard. So we've been um, issuing little challenges and rewards as these six weeks have been rolling out. So uh, we've made it really fun and engaging for our department. But yes, we're we're you know we're starting to see those result into communications with candidates, and and hopefully those will result into some hires. So again, you know that's that we're since we're so new, we haven't been able to to track the success of that yet. But I can certainly let you know that. Just from the the amount of sheer volume that we've been pushing through the content, I'm seeing a lot more engagement on our social sites. We're talking to Chloe Radow. She is um, in charge of recruitment marketing at Sodexo, uh, working under the VP there, Ari Ball. And uh, when we return, we're going to talk to her about the overall 
uh, social media footprint that Sodexo maintains, and we'll learn a little bit about which of um, their activities in which specific networks net the best results. Uh, but first, let's talk about this idea of scaling social media inside the enterprise. Um, as she said, it takes an army. Those of you who are listening, who have been at this a while, know that to be true. Uh, no one really cares all that much about what one person says on social media. They care what the community says. And so getting more people involved in the discussion is really the key to engagement. Anyone who's been at this a while knows that. Um, Chloe also says that you need to set the rules you know, you need to tell people what the rules of engagement are, and they need training. And that's what I want to talk to you about, social media training. Um, if what you're looking to do is build an army of brand ambassadors, um, what you want to do is transform everyone in your organization into a potential uh, point of outreach on social, uh, and you want social media training that scales, that's affordable, um, complysocially.com. We have 80 hours of online social media training that you can license. Uh, it's accessible on a laptop. Uh, it's accessible on a smartphone. It's accessible on a tablet PC. Um, and what it is is 80 hours of comprehensive social media training designed to bring anyone who's fluent in um, a digital Windows environment up to speed from novice to intermediate to advanced social media communications skills uh, in a relatively short period of time. Um, our social media training courseware is currently being licensed by the government of New Zealand. We're being licensed by software companies. We're being licensed by military commands. If what you'd like to do is train several hundred or several thousand of your employees on social media so that they're up to speed, so that they can participate with you in these conversations and do so in a way that's responsible and effective, check us out at complysocially.com. Uh, head on over to the group sales page and let us know that you're interested. And we will contact you, we'll demo the courseware for you, and we'll talk to you about um, how you can maintain access to this courseware for your employee base for literally a fraction of what it would cost you to train those employees in the real world. So again, complysocially.com. Uh, check us out, social media training for the enterprise. And now let's get back to the interview with Chloe Radow, uh, who handles recruitment marketing at Sodexo. And let's learn a little bit about their portfolio and how um, they're using it effectively to recruit new talent. Now, I'm looking at your footprint on your website uh, at the Sodexo Careers section of the site, and I'm here looking at, I'm on a Network With Us page, and I see there's a blog, there's a newsletter, there's a talent community, there's a Facebook page, there's a LinkedIn page, company page, I would imagine, there's a Twitter account, YouTube account, Google+, Plus, Pinterest, Flickr. Uh, and then there's a bunch of different communities. There's an alumni community, registered dietitian community, culinary food management community, engineering and facilities management community, housekeeping management community, information technology community, sales and business development community, veteran community, the Sodexo community, and then um, 
the I am Sodexo. Tell us just from 40,000 feet looking down, which of these, you know, are the most engaging with which audiences, what works, what doesn't, just a general overview analysis of how this is all working out for you. Sure. So for external hires, the careers blog was the most helpful. Um, actually, it was the most helpful, but the, our external hires, the majority of them use those discipline-specific sites like the facilities management, the sales jobs. Those are actually um, separate little mini websites that we've built out specifically for those communities in, in which we hire, and those are actually where the most used. Um, and that's what we found out through that survey, that they're using those the most. And that's actually what's... All of them across the board, like regardless of the, 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 the job task? They're all active or some more active than others? Well, well, it depends. If you're, you know, if you're a dietitian, you're, you're, you would be interested in only going to the dietitian microsites. Um, but what we found in general was that the, the, the hires that we, we hired from, the, from, from externally, they were using the microsites more so than they had the last time we surveyed, which was in 2010. So we're seeing the use of those specific microsites. We always talk about in, um, in our industry targeting, you know, target those um, Target your candidates with specific messages what they're interested for. So target the clinical dietitians with um, nutrition information. Um, send energy management information to your facility managers, for example. And that's what we're doing with these those little microsites that you, you mentioned. So those um, microsites would be the most used. The careers blog was the most helpful, as they stated. And then um, out of the other traditional social sites, LinkedIn, Came, um, came up on the radar, um, and then next was Google+. Google+, Plus actually wasn't even on the map for any um, of the candidates we hired that were existing employees. And then interesting enough, we have, um, we have a careers connect- we have a monthly newsletter called Career Connections, and that actually came up for our external hires as um, the third most, um, most used site as well. So that, um, that kind of coincides with our careers blog and offered short stories about um, initiatives with an organization as well as awards that we might have run, um, some, job, some job seeking tips in there as well. So that actually augments all the stories and advice that we give on our careers blog too. So if I had to order them, you say careers blog is number one, number two would be the communities? Yeah, well, you know, it's like it's different for we we for the our employees who are already part of our community and understand our our culture. Um, they they still find the careers blog as being number one. The microsites are definitely number two, and so those are both are interchangeable when you're talking about external hires. But career connections and LinkedIn those are those are the most prominently used social sites from that page that you're looking at. Now, you mentioned to me several times here that you did surveys, and that's how you're gauging their effectiveness. Is that correct? That is correct. Is there, uh, are there analytics that you can look at on actual usage rather than the survey? Well, sure. We have you know, Google Analytics. We can look at site traffic. Um, we can look at, we look at the, you know, it's, it's important to look at the growth of your communities, but, you know, does a like on a Facebook page really result in a hire? Maybe not so much. So looking at the virality of the post or maybe looking at the type of engagement you're seeing on your Facebook page. So each social platform, they have their own set of analytics that we 
um, are becoming really good at analyzing. We're not, you know, we don't have, we haven't found the silver bullet yet for that. Um, but again, that, you know, it takes a lot of time to analyze. You know, you just read off, you know, probably about 17 or 18 different social sites we have there. So that means that all those sites have 17 or 18 sets of um, stats and analytics that we have to go through. So um, that is definitely a, a main um, responsibility of, of mine here coming in the next month is to really streamline that and to look at, um, you know, what, where we should be focusing most of our energy in terms of um, social recruiting. Now, you mentioned earlier applicant tracking systems, and I would imagine at, a, at an organization like yours, you're, you must be using some sort of rich text analytics or semantic analysis to evaluate raw submissions as they come in, yes? Oh, definitely, yes. We use um, or the applicant tracking system we use is iSIMS, and they are very, very good with reporting. We have a lot of custom reporting available, and um, there's a lot of tracking and technical things that have to go in um, when we're, you know, posting on social or posting our jobs on um, our job boards to help us understand where that source of hire is coming from. So we do have access to a lot of that data, and that is, that is looked at at our leadership team um, quarterly, if not more frequently. Any uh, tips coming from a knowledge of applicant tracking systems perspective? Are there any general tips you could give to job seekers about, you know, how to create a document most likely not to get filtered out by a system like that? Sure. Well, although, you know, we do use a, an, you know, an, an applicant tracking system, our applications are reviewed personally by our recruiters. So it's not just an automated machine reviewing and looking for keywords. We actually have somebody going through that. So I think that's important to note and how we differ from some organizations. Um, but I think the most important thing in terms of resume writing is really highlight your skills. Use those keywords found in the job descriptions. Um, quantify any, um, quantify in your high, and highlight any um, successes you've had in your career. And I also think it's important to include, um, you know, include those awards, include any organizations that you're in, professional organizations that you're involved with, um, or any, you know, philanthropic events that you've been a part of. So any um, volunteer opportunities I think is really important to, to put on your resume as well. So, um, you know, we're, 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 we're constantly seeking to improve the candidate experience and the application um, process, too. So that's something that we're constantly looking at as an organization. And then providing tips, specific tips um, on our blog. For example, we have a, a recruiter's series that's a monthly series that um, is actually published from, um, from each of our recruiters that offer tips, so specific tips about, um, you know, how to be successful in, your, you know, in applying for a job, um, what it takes to be, you know, to be one of those top candidates for um, as a housekeeping professional, for example. So again, we use a lot of our social sites to help with, throughout that process, and we've developed a several several videos for our community about our hiring process. Um, how you know how that it's easy to apply. Um, we've published um, videos on resume essentials and interviewing skills. So when you get to that stage, you'll be fully prepared. So we do a lot. We do really a lot to help prepare our community and help them navigate the the process because it is frustrating as a job seeker, um, and oftentimes. Some
sometimes you feel like you don't know where you know where to turn. So we we try to be that voice of reason and offer offer up um, some some sage advice. Let's get into um, your some tips. So give us some practical tips uh, on community management from a um, um, recruiting marketing standpoint. Okay. So I started, you know, I started off with a couple best practices um, in the beginning of our conversation about, you know, responding timely and be authentic in your voice and um, build your content with social in mind. But, you know, some of our strategy, which I think, um, you know, I'd be willing to share here is join, you know, join. LinkedIn is a great is a great space to use to connect with others and those those um, associations those professional associations that I talked about. Um, they all they also might have um, they also might have a Twitter handle that you can follow too. But joining those industry groups and networking with members um, in those groups, either online or even you know during or before and after recruiting events, is is something I would recommend. Um, you know, find and get introduced to quality professionals. So um, have your team leverage their network to get introduced to, to potential talents. Um, I think it's also important that um, from, from as a community manager, I, I like to see our recruiters like and share our content. And also, um, you know, the, the schools, we participate in a lot of hiring events, so engage with the schools on their social sites, too. Most of the school career development centers, they have pages on Facebook, so we're engaging with them there, letting, the, letting them know that we're going to be on their campus and we're inviting them to a networking reception, for example. I think it's also important to... Um, when you find somebody out on social, invite them to join your talent community. I mentioned that it's you know the we have a really large talent community that we're constantly feeding information to. So it's wouldn't it be great to receive a personalized in, invitation from a recruiter out there saying, "Hey, you, Chloe, I'd love for you to join our talent community." So I think that actually um, is really important, and that really starts um, starts the communication going. And then um, another, I think another best practice tip is if your organization um, celebrates um, cultural heritage, um, for example, we have a lot of strong um, federal, we actually celebrate a lot. Almost every month we have some type of cultural um, awareness program or celebration going on in our organization. That's a really good idea to share that type of content with your community. How did you engage with it? Um, I write a lot of blogs on that. Um, but even sharing pictures, something as simple as sharing pictures in a Flickr account about a recent cultural event that you're, or even philanthropic event that your organization participated in, um, we found that um, some of those pieces of content generate the highest engage, engage, engagement levels on our social, those pictures um, and the stories about how we support um, diversity and inclusion initiatives. And then... Um, before, you know, we don't just unleash our recruiters out on social when they start, okay, here are the keys to, um, you know, your social profiles, go out and, you know, post away. We do actually take them through um, a brand ambassador guideline training, which um, I initiate and um, through our department, so they're up to speed on the social policy at Sodexo as well as what they need to do to get their profiles um, ready for, for use as a member of the Sodexo talent acquisition team. So, um, there's a lot of really good training out there, some one-on-one training on how to use social media, so I would definitely recommend 
building that into your um, your training of your 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 team when you when you're before you go out on social media to use it for recruitment. Now, when you say that you want to get your recruiters liking and retweeting your stuff, is that what you mean by brand ambassadorship, or does it go further than that? That actually, yes, that um, that is incorporated and and. and um, that un- does umbrella the brand ambassador, but it's also, um, you know, representing, you know, rep- representing Sodexo in um, a way that um, is beneficial to our hiring. So um, sharing content, of course, um, you know, always looking out for great talent, being receptive, responding, opening up lines of communication. Um, and I think, you know, being a brand ambassador, we actually – Acknowledge and award our team. We do have a small little program with some um, a monthly uh, a monthly brand ambassador announcements on our team calls, and it's important to acknowledge uh, those that are actually using social to try and build relationships and to you know to try and fill their pipeline of talent because it's very hard to find really good qualified leads. And you know, I think it's being a, a good brand ambassador is means being out there and testing the waters and being visible online, but also offline. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. Final question before we wrap this up. Um, Give us, if you would, your top tips for job seekers who are looking to uh, maybe improve their current uh, position, you know, advance their careers, uh, either with their current employer or with a new employer, what are some, I mean, other than what we talked about, you know, being uh, participating in LinkedIn groups and um, participating in communities around their industry, are there any other tips or, or tricks that you would, that you might share uh, that would sort of get them at least to the top of the stack and make the short list? Sure. Um, I think maybe looking um, for some mentorship or either offering or looking for a mentor or um, being a mentor themselves. I think that's that's really important um, as well for career development. You learn a lot, um, not only when you're being mentored, but when you have to mentor somebody. Um, I think it's important to um, keep your profiles up to date if you, as a job seeker if you're using social media and communicating with employers. Um, and also, you know, be mindful of your, the way that you communicate. Be professional. Try not to use any acronyms. I know it's hard with Twitter with, uh, you know, the 140-character limit. Um, I, so, and then I also think you need to be consistent um, be consistent online too. So, does your LinkedIn profile match what you say on Facebook if you're using that to communicate? Um, and then also, you know, be cognizant of what your your digital footprint looks like. Google yourself and Google yourself often. Um, you want to be able to control the content that is out there about you. So, I think um, you know, kind of put your you know put your own recruiter hat on and hey, what do I look like as a candidate from the outside? So really um, scrub through your profile and, and see what's being said about you online. Um, you can set, set up a Google Alert so you know if there's uh, any type of news article um, or just, you know, simply, as I said, Google yourself and kind of take a once, a once, you know, do a once over on your profiles. Chloe, then, thank you so much for joining us. You are so welcome. It's been fun. Hopefully you've got some good advice there to share. You've been listening to On the Record Online with Eric Schwartzman, the podcast about how technology is changing the world of communications. 
to subscribe to the podcast or share feedback, visit us online at ontherecordpodcast.com, on Twitter at ontherecord, or send email to ontherecordpodcast at gmail.com. On the Record Online is hosted by Eric Schwartzman, an independent online communications consultant whose clients include the U.S. Department of State, the United States Marine Corps, the U.S. Embassy of Greece, the Government of Singapore, Johnson & Johnson, Toyota, Southern California Edison, the Environmental Defense Fund, and dozens of small to medium-sized organizations. For information about engaging Eric Schwartzman as a speaker, social media trainer, or digital strategist, visit www.ericschwartzman.com or send email to eric at ericschwartzman.com.